When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. The Pittsburgh Steelers... They're down bad, but for the first time in what seems like forever, they are admitting that they're down bad. First step in solving a problem is admitting that you have one. I think this is a step in the right direction, but we'll dive into everything that Mike Tomlin said yesterday, everything that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers present in the next five, five days. But first, it's a beautiful day here in the Burke. It's one of those days where I know I'm going to wear this going to practice, and I know I'm going to be pouring sweat leaving practice. Love those days. How are you feeling, my friend? Feeling very good. Yeah, I know the know the type of days you're talking about. Um, that was it's been the past like month. It feels like, but yeah, no, I'm ready to get into it. I'm also ready to get into it. Pittsburgh Steelers, one and four. You want to say this is rock bottom, but it only feels like rock, rock bottom because. Everybody had higher expectations at this point in the season. You look at history. Last season, it was the same thing. You were sitting here one and three, one and four. The Pittsburgh Steelers season was over. There was no coming back. I think the one big factor was Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer, first ballot. You have a guy like that, changes everything. You know what I mean? You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. You look at the Green Bay Packers right now. You look at teams that have that Hall of Fame quarterback, and even if they are struggling you have the sense that they could turn it around because that quarterback's there. Even quarterbacks that play, I mean, Russell Wilson stinks right now. If at any point the Denver Broncos turned it around, you wouldn't be surprised. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they got a rookie, at quarterback. It's the first time in 18 years. It's a whole new dynamic. Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday. He admitted that things are bad. Did you take that as this is as bad as it's going to get? Or did you take that as... We just need to shut some people up because I think it could go one of two ways. Um, I think it was just honesty. Um, I think it was, I think it was exactly kind of the thing that you described. Where, okay, last season they they start one and four. Um, but there was reason for hope. There were factors within that team that you thought that made you think, okay, they can uh, they can definitely turn this thing around. With this situation in this year, it's pretty obvious that things are going to get worse before they get better. Um, yep. So I think that was just Tomlin kind of being honest and saying, "Look, this is this is going to be a a process instead of a." There's a car alarm going on. Inside my house. <laughs> I um, could hear it. Southside, you got to love Southside. Um, yeah. Hopefully they turn. Is it that off. a? Is that it's another like car on? Uh, no, I don't. Um, you gotta love Southside. Um, yeah, you really do. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's like they don't 
it's obvious that this is going to get worse before it it, it gets better. Um, I think Tom, that was Tomlin just being honest and saying, announcing to everyone that look, we are not going to just uh be able to will our way out of this. There has to be kind of bigger changes, and we have to be ready to make those changes. And that's why I kind of more than any time uh, Tomlin has kind of thrown this part out. Uh, he has said we are going to make changes and these change. I think, uh, yeah, I think he used the one line, you know, people are going to be surprised at how willing we are to make changes. Um, and I kind of, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe him now than I was uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, it just the circumstances seem that dire and he, he seems that kind of at the end of his wits, I guess. He really does. This is the first time that you watched Tomlin talk and it didn't seem like he was just like, yeah, I have to stand up here and defend my team. Like he looked at it and acknowledged fully, just like you said, it was honesty. We stink right now. We are we are not a good football team, but we have the pieces to be a good football team. And I think that's held true for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I don't expect the Steelers to win a Super Bowl, but I do think that they're capable of winning nine games eight games like the Steelers I I won't talk to, we talked on Monday I don't believe the Steelers are as talented as we all thought they were going to be coming into the season I still don't think they're anywhere near the worst team in the NFL like they there's a wide gap between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Washington Commanders the Carolina Panthers you know those types of teams Mm-hmm. The Steelers have some talent. I think Tomlin knows that. I agree with you. I think for the first time you watched him talk and he said, you know, we're open to making change, but we're not just going to make changes for the sake of change. Did you take that as we understand we need to make changes, but we're not making changes just to please people. We're going to make changes because we need to make changes. Or did you take that as we're going to look into changes? Nothing's going to happen. Um, I took it more as uh, we're not going to make changes just for the sake of making changes, but we're definitely looking into them. Um, and that we're, and they're considering them seriously. I mean, at, at this point, you can't not take them seriously. Um, yep. and I think they Mike Tom has not been afraid to make a couple changes. Um, you know, it hasn't been a complete overhaul of his roster or his starting lineups or anything like that, but. He certainly made changes, you know, going from going to DR, DeMarvin Leal. Pickett is obviously a big one. Um, but there's been a bit of a crack in that kind of classic Tomlin stubbornness that that we kind of know about him. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I take it more. I think those are signals that he is definitely – he knows where this team is at and knows that the future is not necessarily as bright in the short term. So he is going – I think those – When he says that, I took it more as, yes, these are things that are going to happen if they are, you know, obviously with the caveat that they have to be productive and fruitful. But, um, you know, I think they're I think it's real. I think the um, the sense that things are going to change is real and not just kind of Tom and blowing blowing smoke at us. What do you think changes? Do you think there's a change to the play caller on offense? Do you think Tomlin takes a step back in his role on defense? Do you think there's lineup changes coming? What do you think happens? I think it'll definitely be more in the kind of play caller. Like, I don't think they're going to fire Matt Canada anytime soon. No, um, no, not during the season. No, but I think they are going to, if they do anything, it would be to take him back, you know, give him – less responsibility kind of help him maybe help him um maybe force him to share it with with pat sullivan a little bit um 
you know, maybe Tomlin does t- step back from the defense a little bit, like you said. That that seems like a unit that can kind of manage itself, just given the experience that those coaches have and and kind of the relative talent that they have there. Um, and Tomlin kind of takes a heavier hand in with the offense. Um, I think that's something that you could see happen. That would probably be the biggest biggest thing. Yeah, I looked at it like there's got to be some change when it comes to the offensive play caller coming. I don't expect Tom, like I don't expect Tomlin to yank Canada out of here and be like, hey. You know, you're you're just going to sit around for the rest of the season. What I do expect is for somewhat of a complete overhaul of what's happening on the field, maybe simplify it with changes to where they're directing plays, you know, like that and probably play calling duties in general. Like, I don't think that I this is where it gets difficult because I don't think Tomlin's going to look at this situation and say Mike Sullivan is going to be the guy that calls plays for us for the rest of the season. I just don't think that he's going to do that in this situation. It concerns me because Mike Tomlin is not an offensive head coach. He's never been an offensive head coach. So to say that he's going to take over play calling duties is terrible because he's a bad defensive play caller at times. So I can only imagine what he's going to do on offense with a scheme that he doesn't even know how to run. It makes me skeptical, I want to say. Like, I, I agree with you. I think that changes are going to come. What those changes are, I still have no idea because they need to be remove Matt Canada from power and figure out a way to work that, work that out. But how you do that and how Tomlin's going to go about that with his stubbornness is a huge question mark and a bit of a red flag because you can't. You can't have that head coach calling offensive and defensive plays. You're going to end up in a situation like, um, I can't even think, like Mark Mike McCarthy in Dallas. You know what I mean? Like uh, a guy who just wants to run this entire team. Who That's why you hire offensive coordinators is to run a team. It, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a very difficult question to answer. Um, why does Tomlin keep bad coordinators so long? I don't know. It's a loyalty thing. It's a real weird loyalty thing. It's it's also Art Rooney. You know, like you're not allowed to fire guys. You're supposed to let their contracts run out. That's why there's all, you know, I, I've heard that Matt Canada's got another year left on his contract and that he's possibly not gone at the end of the season just because Rooney doesn't do that. You know, the, the Steelers don't do that. So I don't know. Um, what do you think the breaking point is for drastic change? Like if you think that this week it's just like minor changes to – how things are being called or things like that. What is the breaking point to somebody's probably not getting fired, but somebody's getting yanked of their duties offensively or defensively? Because I, I don't think Terrell Austin's out of the mix here. I, I don't think that he's on the hot seat as much as Matt Canada, but I think that Brian Flores puts a lot of pressure on him right now as a defensive coordinator who's struggling, even with the even with the injuries. You know, like you got to be able to produce, and I just don't think that the Steelers have done that even with their depth. So what what's the breaking point when it comes to all this? Well, I think that that Dolphins game is going to be a real, uh, you know, right before the bye week. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a real kind of litmus test for this team. Um, you know, you looked at it a couple of weeks ago, and it was one of those, it was the end of a real tough stretch that you thought, okay, that's going to be, you know, their seventh loss, I guess, at this point going into the yeah. bye week, and you thought that would be it. But, you know, given their quarterback situation, that's a game that's winnable, um, and that's a game that you probably should be able to put up some points in um, and, you know, 
that's a game you should be really competitive in. And if they're not really competitive in that game and probably they probably should win that game. Um, that's, that's, I think where you start to, it, and it gives you, it's good timing with the bye week right coming right after it. You get a chance to look at a lot of tape and reevaluate kind of the first half of the season pretty much. Yep. Um, so I think that would be, I think that if the Dolphins game goes poorly, that's where you could see things start to, uh, things start to turn over and things start to, Start to get a little ugly. Yeah, I, I ugly is a great word. I agree. I think that uh, things could get a little ugly because I think they're going to acknowledge certain things. Like I take yesterday as a huge positive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I look at it and go, this is the first time that they have acknowledged how bad they are. We have been down like this. I have covered this team for four years. In those four years, they've lost Ben Roethlisberger, started one in five and have totally collapsed from an 11-0 season. I have seen the absolute worst of what the Pittsburgh Steelers have been in the last decade. This is the first time through any of that, through the Duck Hodges days, through the you know losing five in a row, through the getting smacked by the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs, through everything. This is the first time that Mike Tomlin's taken a podium and said, we stink. We know that this is going to be a grind to get out of where we are right now, and we aren't going to solve it in a day. Aren't going to solve it today is huge, huge, because it's always been, we have the talent, we have Ben Roethlisberger, we have this, we have that, season's not over, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, look, this could get real ugly before it gets better, but we're going to try to make it better. I agree with you. I think that they look at the second half of the season. You come out of the bye week. It's their easiest schedule ahead of them after that. If they don't turn anything around before then, they could use that even if they go in 1-7. and seven. I mean, we've seen crazier things in the NFL than to go 8-0 and oh in the second half of the season, especially with the team that has, that has a spark at quarterback and that can make changes on the offense. If they could do that, if they could all get healthy, if T.J. Watt comes back, I mean, there's nothing stopping Matt Canada or Mike Tomlin from going, this is, this is the deadline you have until here to prove us, if not, you know, you're gone. And I'm directing that at Matt Canada mostly, but I think both sides of the ball, I think Terrell Austin's not off the hot seat right now. So I could see, I agree with you. I think that's when the first like real big move could come for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the other part of yesterday that we need to talk about is his evaluation of Najee Harris, which was big. And the fact that everybody on this team is now injured, which is concerning, but mm-hmm. maybe it's not as concerning that it's happening right now. But first, let's take a second for a word from our boys at Manscaped. It is fresh ball fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing that's shedding its excess leaves. Heck, Even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you can use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside this 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package, plus some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to Platinum. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you can keep scaping even as the weather's changing. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply the aluminum-free Ultra Premium Deodorant, and don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice. It's cologne-quality fragrance. But we shouldn't have a signature scent just for our pits. Use the Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray to make sure your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, both uh, specifically made to hold your goodies. Get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to hit for your dangly bits. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and all you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunks. Time to shine. Shout out, Manscaped. Love them. Love them. Um, This is a great way to start this conversation off, actually. None of the injuries is to blame. None of the staff is to blame with multiple injuries. I think the whole staff is to blame because, not because of multiple injuries, but you can't use injuries as an excuse. A team should be deep. The Buffalo Bills missed their entire starting secondary 138 to three. 38-3 without their entire start. They have this, the best secondary in the NFL. Not one of them except for their rookie first-round pick who's covered Pickens all game was healthy and their nickel corner out of pit actually uh pretty sure it's teron teron williams was their nickel corner correct um, um that's not a guy who went to pit who was caron so hamlin hamlin was the safety you went to pit um yeah yeah DeMond, yeah hamlin was there dane jackson was the corner who yeah i think yeah, he's and dane jackson. Right corner because he started in when they've been their opener against the rams i'm pretty sure yeah, it's I'm thinking of a different guy then. It's a Williams guy. I thought he went to Pitt. I guess he didn't go to Pitt. It's my bad. Either way, you miss a lot of guys in that on that team. You you missed your inside linebacker in Edmonds, still one thirty eight to three. It unexcusable, in my opinion. Like it's tough. It, there's there's some things to look over. You know, you you're not gonna you're not gonna have much success against star wide receivers with James Pierre and Josh Jackson playing corner. Understandable. Minka Fitzpatrick is clearly hurt, understandable. I still put a lot on this team, and maybe not the coaching staff, but, you know, you've been, NFL teams have been in situations, the Steelers have been in situations where guys like Duck Hodges needed to win football games and have done enough to win football games. You have to look at these guys and say, somebody's got to step up, and if nobody's able to step up, that goes back to your head coach, that goes back to your GM, and that goes back to your assistant coaches that aren't, preparing these guys or developing anybody correctly to step into those situations. Correct? Not correct? Yeah, I'd agree. So the biggest injury, Najee Harris. Tomlin did not acknowledge that Najee is hurt. According to everybody in Pittsburgh, he is as healthy as can be, which is the farthest thing from true. And personally, I think that you do your running back a justice 
by telling everybody that he's hurt. I think that you're just hurting Najee's reputation. You're getting all the fans even more angry with him by hiding the fact that the dude's dealing with two injured feet. And I don't know like what the fines are for that that'll come their way or whatever, but I think when you were asked the question, when Mike Tomlin was asked the question about Najee Harris's performance, he should have said he's got some injuries going on. It's affecting him. We have to work through that. Instead of just totally blowing it off and saying, yeah, he's got to figure it out, but he's missed some time, so he's still knocking the rust off. It's a month and a half into football. This is not rust. This is definitely not rust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was an injury he suffered. Well, one of them was training camp, but the other he suffered in week one. Um, these are like, they're getting further in the rear view, and if they're not, I don't know if three weeks into your if three weeks in if he's played he's played every game um you know if he's like not fully healthy if he's not ready to go then I don't know he shouldn't have been out there especially because as we talked about on Monday I think like they have a competent option behind him it's not like they're you know left out to left out to dry if Najee can't go like they they will be fine if Jalen Warren's got to take um take that same number of carries um I think they could do that and and be just fine yeah I agree. I think that Jalen Warren's got to be the guy out there for a majority of the carries, but it does make me nervous. Like I've gone back and watched the tape a couple of times from Buffalo and you know, cause you can't, a loss like that is really hard to observe everything that went wrong. The first time you watch it, the second time you're like, okay, this went wrong. This went third time that I watched it was like, I don't know. It was two last night, last night at, I don't know, whenever I'm, I was in bed actually watching it. And all I kept noticing was every time Jalen Warren ran the football, the defense did not approach him like they were running the football. They played soft almost every single time. So I decided to go back and look at the other games to see if they do the same thing, and it's a reoccurring theme. The defense understands that when Najee's on the field, they have to attack the run. When Jalen Warren's on the field, they attack the pass, which makes sense. If he That's going to change. If he's taking more reps, which we both expect him to do, that's what Tomlin said, then I expect defenses to start playing him a little bit more aggressive. I'm not saying that it's gonna that it's gonna destroy him. I think that a lot of people have to overcome this, but I think that's gonna be the first test. Is this week against Tampa Bay, they understand that he's now a part of the running game. They're gonna attack him as a runner instead of just a pass protector. If he could get around it, that's huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Huge. Because if he could and he could put together a good game. And I think he should out-rep Najee this week. I think you move with them moving forward just for a couple of weeks, like even until the bye. Like Najee doesn't have to sit completely, but there's no reason that Najee Harris should be on the field for 40 runs or for 40 reps and 20 runs a game. Like just it's just not now. Exactly. Especially this week. With like with like Devin White and Vita Vey waiting for him on the other side. Like don't make him like bang his head against the you know, in against those guys for for four quarters and whatever 25 carries or whatever like this is a great time to give him a rest and to let you know to see what you actually have with Jalen Warren quite frankly um you know I think you we've all been impressed with what he's done so far but like you said this will be a big this will be a big week for him to actually prove that he has some some staying power um in the league yeah huge staying power and just to address this real quick playing hard is 
different than playing injured. Najee is injured. Like it's not like a oh, there's aches and pains. He's got a Liz Frank sprain in his foot. He's got another sprain in his other foot. Those are injuries for a running back. They might not be injuries for every position, but the Liz Frank sprain kept Calvin Austin out for well over a month now. Najee Harris has been playing on it after missing three weeks of training camp practice. So I, I would classify that as an injury. But I agree with you. I think this is the week we have to see what we could get out of Jalen Warren. Do you think that, okay, roster-wise, do you think that there's any possibility that at, through any of this, you give Anthony McFarlane a helmet as well just to see if you could get some juices out of your running backs? Or because I don't, I just don't know if Benny Snell's like an option. Like and Benny Snell hasn't touched the football all season long. I have a hard time saying that he's going to do it in week six. So do you right. give Anthony McFarlane a helmet or do you just rock it out with those two and say, this is what we got? I would, I would love it if they, uh, if they gave Anthony McFarlane the helmet, I think that would, I think that would work out really well for him and them. Um, just a little bit of a change of pace. Um, give this, give this awesome offense an injection of speed, which it really doesn't have. Um, I don't, I don't think they will unless like this Najee stuff is really catastrophic. Um, I don't know. He's like we said. He's already injured, but they don't really seem to care right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite honestly. So like, I don't. If this isn't a point where Anthony McFarlane gets a helmet and can dress for a game and get one or two touches here or there, um, I don't. It. it I, I'd have to imagine it take something really drastic. Um, I feel like Najee would have to be sat completely, um, or be inactive completely, in order for that to happen. Yeah. I. I just don't like, do you think it would be better? There's a part of me that's like, it would be better if they just admitted that Najee was injured, shut him down for like two weeks, worked with what they had. Like, cause it's not a superstar by no means, but you could have a committee back there and Anthony McFarlane, Benny Snell and Jalen Warren. And fe I'd feel okay about that. I wouldn't feel bad about it. No, I wouldn't feel bad about that. Not, I, I guess I wouldn't. Um, I just, I think there's, yeah. You just got to make sure you're not completely abandoning one of your most talented offensive players. Like he's still got to be, be in there in the mix. Um, if he's healthy enough to go out, like assuming you know, with all those caveats. But um, you don't want to. Again, you don't want to make a change for the sake of making a change. You don't just want to do something different. It has to be. Um, it's got to be a little, little thoughtful and a little like. I, I don't need like it's got to be Anthony McFarland cannot straight split carries. No, 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 no. Like it's got to be Jalen Warren. It's got to be heavy dose of Jalen Warren. Mm -hmm. You know, use Anthony McFarlane as a change of pace back. And I don't think, I still don't think Betty Snell touches the field much, but, you know, you have Betty Snell out there. But I just think that right now, like, Najee's, Najee's just, he's, he, this. every time you hand the football to Najee Harris, it's a negative play right now. You know, even if it is a positive gain, you just look at it like nothing much. Is There's no momentum being built here. If you can't get four yards a run, you're not on pace for a first down. It's just, it's, it's just not, a, not a good place to be. And there, there's, you know, there's other concerns there. His vision's really bad right now, like really bad. And I don't know if that's the injury or if I don't know or if that's just who Najee is. And maybe you have to work through that one, but I don't know. If I was, Mike Tom was super honest about a lot of things yesterday. He was not super honest about Najee Harris. And I get that's to 
protect the reputation of his star running back and team captain, but we could, we've both sat here for a week, two weeks now talking about how it's just time to acknowledge it and kind of save face and or stop saving face and just, you know, feel move on. Right. Um, I, yeah. Just there were times where you like Najee just looks slow and it was uh it was a little jarring, like you just thought Oh, maybe he's just waiting to get his feet wet. You know, maybe he's still getting into a rhythm, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Then he just kept doing it. There just kept being holes, and Najee kept not being able to hit him, not being, not being able to hit him with that kind of burst. Like, the Steelers would block a three-yard play, and he'd get three yards, you know? Yep. And from That's Najee, you need, you need a little bit more than that. You need him to be able to create yards for himself, which he wasn't really doing. Nope. What, when do you, there's a lot of people that like, there's Najee is a bust pick. Like there's a lot of people with this opinion. When is, when is a pick a bust? How deep you got to get before you classify Najee as a bust? I don't know. I mean, cause also like this wasn't, it, it's really hard for me to put this all on Najee. Like he touched the ball, what, 400 times last year as a rookie. And he was just running straight up the middle, like yeah. taking a ton of hits, like, how much of this is on Najee versus how, uh, versus on how Najee was used? Like, it's one thing to call a guy. It's one thing for a guy to not be durable, but it's another thing for your team to run you into injuries, you know? Don't run him into the – totally run him into – that was their plan for him. The Steelers' plan, which, again, goes back to Mike Tomlin. Like, Mike Tomlin is a terrible decision maker with certain things. His decisions on how to operate a running back is ridiculously bad. His, uh, his second biggest flaw – his first biggest flaw is his loyalty to his coordinators and his hiring process there. His second biggest flaw is the fact that he is decades behind the time with a running back. You, you're going to look at you, their plan for Najee Harris was he's 24 years old coming in here. He's got one contract in his NFL career before he's pretty much done. We are going to run him as into the ground in those five years as humanly possible. Yeah. So you got to put some of that on Mike Tomlin. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I think it's too early. But I think that if he doesn't turn around this year, you have next year. Because even, you know, Saquon had a bad year last year. And then here here he is this year. Right. Sophomore slumps are real. They're- they are definitely real. They are definitely real. It's all about that third year. But still, you need better production this year. Unless the Steelers are just giving up on the season, which I don't think that they are. But I think at some point, like, you just yank them a little bit and say, hey, this is a serious thing. We gotta, you gotta either save yourself or you gotta get better. And I just don't think that he could get better right now. I don't think it's possible. Um, one last thing before we head out of here. I saw a comment way up the top here about who's getting traded before the deadline. You know, things are down bad. Do you expect it's more of do you expect the trade to be made within the next couple of weeks, or do you think that the Steelers roster is set, finalized, and we're chilling? Um, I don't think there's going to be any blockbusters. Um, because I don't know what kind of moves they could make that would make them immediately better. Um, do you think there's a name on the block Or a position that they let's go the other way around. Instead of getting traded, do you think there's a position that they try to approach before the deadline? Um, from the outside. Yeah, I, you know, I would have said offensive line, but that's been mostly fine. They need corners. Um, they just need depth there. Um, linebackers too. Maybe I, I guess you could say everywhere on defense, they just need better depth there. But you'd have yep. to 
you'd have to give up one of your really talented players to get that depth. And I just don't know if that makes you better. Um, you know, I don't know what kind I, I'm trying to think of a move that you could make that I that Claypool one I thought was also maybe like Claypool's a guy that I think they could move to. Um maybe get something for. Um and I also don't know if they're looking like you said, I don't think they're quitting on the season, but yeah, you also gotta start thinking about like draft picks. Like that's that's gonna be really valuable for you moving down the line, especially considering kind of how relatively young a lot of this team is. Um like your 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 let your your view should be forward. It should be beyond this season. I think if you're the Steelers making a trade at all before the deadline. Yeah, I agree. Which things like in my opinion, there's no trades coming because you could wait until after the season. You know, like nobody's on a deadline for a contract except for Devin Bush, and like you know, you're gonna get a. a pack of skittles and some marbles for devin bush you're not going to get much for him so you might as well just let that rock chase claypool you could trade after the season i think that's a very likely possibility um pretty much with everybody else like unless you're trading benny snell jr which like isn't going to happen you know there's nobody else that are really on big deals like nobody's going to take a guy like chooks or a guy like miles jack or james daniels or anybody because those contracts are huge after this season so they got to make those decisions Deontay Johnson isn't going anywhere. You know, the Steelers don't yeah. sign somebody to a long-term deal and then say, oh, never mind, you're gone. You know, they're going to work through that one. Um, But, I, yeah, I think that right now you're just chilling with what you have and you got to look forward to who it is. Chase Claypool and, and Devin Bush and a mid-round pick for Roquan Smith would love that. Don't think it would happen, but... Would love that. And that that's another contract you got to pay. You already have the most expensive defense in football. Just don't think it could happen. I, I think right now is just a point where you're chilling. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're looking at this season and saying, we have four weeks to figure it out. And then we have eight weeks after that to go on the longest stretch we could possibly go on to make a playoff run. That's how they're going to approach this. I don't think it's going to work. I think this is a bad year for them, but it's just... It's just what happens in the NFL. It's a constantly revolving door of up and down, bad and good. And the Steelers are in a bad. And that's it's it's honestly okay. Starting the the first part of this was admitting how bad they are. I think that's a positive step to say, you know, this team isn't untouchable. Like they've acted like they were for the last five years. So I agree with that. All right, let's head out of here with this one. Calvin Austin this week. I don't think it's gonna happen this week. Just because they're going to give Steven Sims another another shot at punt and kick returner after the eye injury. And then next week, I would say next week heading to Philadelphia is when they're going to activate Calvin Austin, put him out there. And I expect good things from Calvin Austin. I really do. But um, you got to catch up. You know, like missing that much time, you got to get in football shape and you got to readjust to the offense the whole nine. So I would say next week is what we're looking at. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played an NFL football game before. Never. Like he's a rookie. Missed the whole preseason. It'll take some time. Yep, it will take some time. All right, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to find us on or subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, just a heads up, I'm starting to drop a daily podcast, possibly tomorrow, possibly Monday. Um, that will only be audio, so make sure that you go subscribe to All Steelers Talk anywhere 
that you could find their audio. Also thinking about giving a Kenny, Kenny Pickett jersey away pretty soon, so stick around for some details on that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go use our promo code at manscaped.com. Steelers are going to be fine, even if it's not this season. Take a deep breath. We'll be back. Peace. Peace.